Hello, I'm Pauline Jennings. Welcome to Musician Talk. My guest today is singer-songwriter Sarah Peterson, finalist in both the 2022 U.S. Songwriting Competition and John Lennon's Songwriting Contest. Sarah's songwriting chops are getting noticed. With soulful, honest lyrics and a deeply rich sound, she's driven to meet her listeners smack dab in the messiness of life with the goal of easing the pain of the brokenhearted. Her debut album, Ghosts of Yesterday, will be out later this year, but we get to hear today exclusively the title track from the album. Sarah's insights and big heart is at the center of her music, and her songs touched me profoundly. Let's find out more. It's time to talk with Sarah Peterson. Welcome, Sarah, to Musician Talk. Thanks. I really appreciate you having me here today. Absolutely. And, you know, it's a good time to have you on because you're playing in the Songwriters in the Round on April 20th at the Grand. And also you have a song that we're going to debut on this show today, which is very, very exciting. So, yeah, I'm so excited for that. It'll actually be coming out to the world, not till the 21st. So it'll be an early preview, which I love. (laughs) Yeah, I love that too. I bet our audience will. So uh, we're going to just start with your musical journey and just tell me when you started being aware of music or when you started singing, playing, whatever, whatever your first memories of music are. I don't know when I started singing is the truth. I think I probably started singing about the time I could talk. I, I just, I have a really cool old photo of me as a baby propped up on our old dog. <laughs> My dad <laughs> sitting on the couch playing his guitar to me. I'm mm-hmm. just always, he's always been in bands. Um, it, it's always been very normal for that music to live in our, in the house I lived in. And um, I been singing since, I found my voice, which was at a very young age. And since dad had a band, I would end up on stage awkwardly singing old bluegrass country tunes like Bony Fingers and, and um, <laughs> you know, the fox went out on, you know, on a starry night. I don't know what that one's called, but really just like kid songs. And then, but I never really, I always liked the, the country songs. I love, love the bluegrass songs. I never really liked kid songs. <laughs> I guess. Um, like, Dad, I want to play the real songs. The yeah, it's like, let me do the real stuff. But, um, I, you know, when I did take lessons as a kid, um, I started piano lessons in about the fifth grade, I think, uh, classical piano through all of high school. I did, you know, and I was in bands and choirs and things. Um, and I loved being in them, but I always had this feeling like I wanted to do more <laughs> like sure. every all the kids are standing there quietly clapping and I felt like that wasn't quite enough <laughs> like, like come on let's, let's really get into this uh, and so it's always kind of been fun for me uh, music's always been one of those things that I've gone to when things were harder or it's always been the thing um the, the place where I found comfort so it's just been a very natural part of my life um and then as far as you know songwriting I you know i don't honestly know. I suppose I was 12, 13, 14. I have a oh, song God. copyright <laughs> that I don't remember doing hardly um, from when <laughs> I was maybe 14 or 15. I don't know what the song was. You know, I know the title, but like, I don't yeah. know anything about it. Mom found this old thing and you had to, at that day and age, you had to like send something in and it was paper yep. and whatever. So, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to do this deep down, I think from a pretty young age, it just wasn't something I 
got to immediately in my life. So, right. yeah, but always in the choirs, always in the church choirs and in the, you know, wherever it might be. Music is kind of where I always felt comfortable. So you took piano lessons starting at, in fifth grade. And did you take vocal lessons as well? Yeah, you know, as part of the school, we had choir lessons and band lessons. I did sure. flute um, as well. I, at the time, I could play flute pretty well. I can't really play it right now. <laughs> My band teacher wouldn't like that. But, uh, you know, I did vocal lessons. I didn't do any formal um, voice lessons until I was in college. Had it. And uh, how old were you when you first started um, crawling up on stage to, to sing with your band? <laughs> that, that'd be a better question for my dad. I suppose I was seven or eight. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know because I know that I always ended up with a mic in my hand. And I just I don't remember exactly when that would have been. It might have been at like a four age dance where I got to sing a song. Sure. Them, they were doing the music. Um, but I'm sure I wasn't very old. Do you remember the feeling of getting on stage and in front of people and singing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that kind of, Oh, <laughs> exactly. that's all I need to say. Like, this is the thing. I, I, yeah. And like, I was hooked, like immediately hooked. Um, uh, I love, have always loved that feeling of opening your mouth and letting some sound come out and people go, Oh, like, and you connect with the people. And I, I just, I've always loved that. It's just, there's some, there's something unique about singing to a crowd. There sure is. The feedback you get is like none other. Yep. If there's a couple people that get you that, you know, are really in it, it changes how you perform. It changes how you feel. It changes, it elevates everything. I I love it. So you were soloing and doing solos with your, with your dad's band, starting when you were seven or eight, probably. (laughs) And, And then you were in choirs. When did you start soloing again on your own, not with your dad? Yeah. You know, that took a winding journey. Um, I probably, that probably was maybe 10 years ago where I decided, you know, I mean, cause I did this whole thing. I'm a, I went to college as a business major. I did, did all these different things. I was a music major for a year and a half and then decided I wasn't ever going to teach. <laughs> so, yeah. And so I changed gears and was trying to find my way. I'm a professional photographer by trade. Um, but I've always loved music and I, you know, decided at one point uh, somewhere that I, if either I was going to do this for real or I wasn't. And so I forced myself to learn guitar, which. Wow. Yeah. I, I, it was, it was not the cleanest process. My husband actually said that that first summer around the campfire was really rough, <laughs> but, but the second summer was much better. He said, so you like, anyway, so I, you know, I forced myself to learn guitar so that I could play out. And then um, it just kind of kept going from there. Yeah. And so to play out, you picked up the guitar. And how old were you when you did that? I was in my 30s. Yeah. That just blows me away. And good for you. Uh, You know, I I should say I had a guitar earlier than that. I mean, I've owned guitars my whole life, but I just couldn't couldn't cross the bar. Like I couldn't cross the bar so I could actually accompany myself. So I I feel like that was when I actually committed. I think that was my problem too. I could play E and A and A minor and da da da. You know, I couldn't really get F. I couldn't really get C. And then, so I just played songs with those chords, and I never got over that bar that you're talking about, where you really can play, where you you feel good enough that you can play out. Yeah, and I feel like if you just keep going back to it, eventually it clicks. To be honest, so try again. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. We'll see. We'll see. Honestly, like all of a sudden, something just clicks different, and you know. So you decided at some point in time, 
even though you did not stick with it in college. And I don't mean anything bad by that. I mean, that happens to, you know, and you didn't want to teach. And that was kind of the path that most colleges, if you're going to be a music major, you're going, you're not going to be a performer. You're going to be a teacher, you know, that's not going to be a livelihood anyway. And so after that, at some point in time, you decided I'm going to do this. And what, what happened? Well, how did you come to that? That's a huge thing. And I would love to get some insight into how people make that decision. Yeah, you know, the thing that I have always really liked to do is write music. I have been a a songwriter since before I knew what that really was. And um, it's the thing that, it's my beating heart of music for me. It Mm -hmm. it, it just, it's the thing that moves me. And so about six years ago, I um, decided to really dive in. I joined Nashville Songwriters Association um, down, and it's an international group. It's a great group to belong to. I worked on the craft of songwriting. I met a bunch of people. I started co-writing. I got way out of my comfort zone a bunch of times and learned a lot of really great things and met a lot of really great people. And it's just kind of naturally evolved from there. Um, Probably three and a half years ago, I started co-writing, which was terrifying because you're in a room writing with other strangers at the time. You know, you don't know them yet, Um, but it has been the best process for me. I I love it so much that I'd almost prefer it to write in solo nowadays because I think it elevates it it allows me to pair up with people who have skills that I don't and it makes yes. things better and I really really like that and so that's been a huge part of my journey is I, you know I actually started out just wanting to be like I'm not just but I'm just a songwriter like that's <laughs> that's what I'm like it was it was safer maybe yeah yeah I'm a songwriter I want to write for other artists who are going to tour and do all these big things and and I just want to be the person behind the songwriter writing these cool songs or be behind the artist I meant um writing these songs that move people and whatever and um it yeah it wasn't until very recently that I kind of crossed the threshold into art doing the artist thing so oh how exciting um, and you mentioned writing songs with strangers. Usually when people, at least the musicians that I've talked to, talk about co-writing and collaborating, it's with people in their band or people, you know, somebody that they know. So how are you matched up with with strangers to write songs? How does that happen? Right? Pandemic. <laughs> Pandemic. Ah, <laughs> so there was, a, at the very beginning, of, so I decided January of 2020, this is my year. I'm doing this. I'm going to do all the things. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Womp, womp. Um, But the other thing that happened then because of that, because that was such a unique situation, is that all of these organizations started having virtual events that you could still attend. And so in like spring of 2020, I attended an event with National Songwriters Association where it was uh, called RISE program. And in five or six weeks time, you met everybody, you um, got assigned a co-writer, which is terrifying, got assigned a co-writer. We um, wrote together and two two weeks after we started writing together, we had to present our song, which was completely out of the wheelhouse for me. Like, you know, and and her name's Jonavi, and she's actually a writer on It's Just a Tree. You know, we've we've had this great relationship now and it's all because that's where it started. Yeah. And um, and once that had happened, I realized that, and I'd heard from people too, that that's kind of how it's done, especially in Nashville, is that co-writing is the thing. And that's, that's kind of how it goes. And I said, oh, well, this is something that I need to learn how to do then. And so I did it a fair amount that first year. And then for the last 
two plus years, I've been co-writing maybe three to five times a week and wow. just building all these songs and, and figuring out how to pitch them and doing things that are for artists and, and working on things that are for TV, film and movie. And I've just got all these different irons in the fire songwriting wise. And then uh, layer on top of that, some songs that actually um, spoke to me. Yeah. Wow. And I can imagine how scary and frightening it would be to meet up with a stranger to co-write because you're so vulnerable. I mean, you're so incredibly vulnerable. And if it, if it works, I can understand how you get to be such good friends, right? Because it kind of comes quickly when you, when you're so vulnerable, you have to trust each other so quickly. Yeah. Actually, that's maybe my favorite part is that, uh, um, the people I write with, I've got so many really good friends all over the world. Um, People that I would have in my home, people that I meet for the first time and jump in their vehicle. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, (laughs) but I was just in Nashville last week and roomed with a co-writer friend of mine. And we didn't even realize it until we'd been there like a full day. I, I asked her, I said, Tracy, have we even met in person before? <laughs> we, we hadn't met in person before, but we'd co-written and, and shared some really, I mean, we'd shared ourselves, like we'd, we'd our stories and our, our truths, we'd shared those with each other. And when you do that, like you, you grow trust really fast. Right. Like I said, I've got a co-writer in Canada. I've got a, a Malaysian co-writer, um, which is also the, the third co-writer on It's Just a Tree. Like it's just, and these are friends of mine. Like we've met a lot of them in person and some of them I still hope to meet and, you know, and I've got places to travel. <laughs> right, right. Places to stay. That is so wonderful and exciting. And you mentioned It's Just a Tree a couple times and this is the first song we're going to listen to today. So why don't you go ahead and set that up? Tell us who the names of those co-writers and who's playing on it and the story behind the song. Alongside of the road that I drive every day was this scraggly looking tree. And, you know, in the winter, the trees should lose their leaves, but this one just didn't. And, you know, I drove by it for weeks and thought, that is just strange. Like, what's going on? You know, and I, you know, and it's winter in Minnesota. So you feel a little like gloomy and you're like, mm-hmm. you know, you feel that melancholy thing anyway. So I come into the co-write with John V and Amrita. John V is a lyricist in Nashville and Amrita is a, a indie folk artist in Malaysia. And, um, <laughs> and I, this is probably a crazy idea, but um, I've got... I, there's this tree and, and, and I told it and, and within about a minute, they're like, yeah, yeah, we want to write that, you know? And cool. so um, this tree holds on a little tight. I don't know what the story is. So we flushed that story kind of out, worked out kind of where it was going. And for weeks, it just like, it wouldn't leave me alone. Like the, like, I'm like, man, that song sure feels, sure feels like me. It sure feels like something I want to say. And so then wow. quite sheepishly, I went to my co-writers and I was like, would you be okay? Because we're pitching this around Nashville (laughs) and we still are. But, you know, I I went to them and I'm like, would you, how would you feel if I recorded this song? And they were so excited. Like it was instant and they were excited and on board and go do it. Nice. Um, Yeah. And so I did, I went and recorded it. And um, wouldn't you know, the darn tree grew into a full EP and (laughs) and an artist (laughs) thing and all these other things. It just kind of all came very naturally from it. Awesome. And so what about this song spoke to you that you wanted to record it? Um, Well, you know, everybody's had hard spaces in their life. And I think as we're going through those spaces, we kind of wonder if we're okay. You know, we're like, am I, am I doing this right? Am I, am I letting go of what I need to? And am I holding on to what I need to, to be able to heal, to be able to move forward, to be able to, 
just to be able to exist. And, you know, like, are, are we just walking this path alone? And that's why we all feel a little bit lonely or, you know, like, it's just, there's just moments to this that, um, it just spoke to my heart. And, um, I just wanted, uh, I wanted other people who might've felt like that to feel, to have a home, like in, in, in whatever they were wandering through. And, um, it spoke to me. That's for sure. There's so many lines in here that are so well put, so succinctly put and beautifully and poetically said, um, you know, and choosing what to hold on to and what to let go of is, I think, probably one of the hugest, biggest challenges as human beings that we have. Yeah, and we, we face that all the time, even if it's not with a tragedy. Right. Even if it's just something, a, a, a disagreement or, or, or any kind of conflict, that yeah. is such a hard question. It is absolutely. absolutely. And I think it, it is how we figure out who we're going to be in the future. Nice. I, I yeah. think, I think what we choose to hold on to and what we choose to let go of determines who we get to be. And I think that that's really hard. I think, and it's really hard to let go of things that you really want to hang on to for whatever reason, but um, it's an important part of this journey, I think. And it's, like I said, it, the, the song just warmed its way inside my heart. And I, I, yeah, there was nothing to do but record it. So I talked to a producer down in Nashville who, I, who had worked on some other projects for me. And I said, well, I'm coming to Nashville in 10 days. Literally <laughs> 10 days. I'm going to be there. We don't have to record it while I'm there, you know, but I want you to work on this project. And he shuffled his schedule. Wow. And I got off the plane, I recorded the song, and it changed everything. Wow. What do you mean changed everything? I, he sent me a draft of it while I was still in Nashville. And the moment I heard it, I realized that I had an artist path. Like yes. it was just, I, I just didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't own that path for myself until that moment. And, um, and I've always been a musician. It's not that I wouldn't be on stage. I just never... That's a big word. And I think yeah. it bears a lot of responsibility. Um, and so I hadn't really gotten to the point. But when I heard it, I thought, wow, this is something I, I'm legitimately able to do. And it was just, a, it was a strange moment for me, but I loved it. It's been a very good growth year. <laughs> I mean, we all ask for moments like that, you know, to, to have the conviction of, in what we're, what we're going to do. And, and that is also another difficult thing. Um, are these session musicians that played on this? No, um, Simon is insanely talented. He, and, he, he played all the instruments. Like, oh, it, he's the guy in the studio? The, he's the producer. Oh, yeah, he's, he's the, the arranger, producer, mixing master. Yeah, he is wow. brilliant. And I was fortunate enough to be able to work with him. Well, and I love the way this is mixed. I love how your voice is out front and um, yet not at all in your face. And it's just mixed beautifully as well. Um, yeah. I couldn't have asked for a better partner in making, because I, I truly only thought it was going to be one song initially. And that was my goal. Um, and he has been my producer for all six songs on the CP that's coming out in, you know, in a few months. And so it's just been, it's been a really, I, I feel like the stars aligned because he was just such, he was the perfect person to help with this project. Oh, how wonderful. I, I, I love your voice in this too. It's so clear and strong yet delicate. So let's take a listen to It's Just a Tree, written and performed by my guest today, Sarah Peterson.
it's just a dream Round the bend of Highway 50 Holding on to leaves when it should have let them go Before the days got shorter And I can't help but start to wonder Is it strong or is it stubborn? Does it not know That there are things we lose That we're just not ready to lose Seasons change and sometimes we don't get to choose What time erases Or what might break us But we still grow through holding on And letting go Like that tree Maybe I hold on too tight To things that I should probably leave behind Cause life got harder And I can't help but wonder Am I desperate or determined? I just don't know Cause there are things we lose That we're just not ready to lose We don't get to choose What time erases Or what might break us But we still grow Through holding on And letting go This is Pauline Jennings, and you're listening to Musician Talk. You just heard my guest today, Sarah Peterson, performing her original tune called It's Just a Tree. So we already talked a little bit about songwriting, and I'm just, when you collaborate with a song like this, how do you how do you decide on the lyrics because these are so they're just so poignant and so perfectly said you know there were three of us and you know on the zoom call when we were doing it and we have a google doc (laughs) we talk about the ideas and we throw them out there and you know i've written with john and marita often enough that we kind of have a rhythm or a flow to it and we'll throw in lines and we'll really erase lines and we'll throw in additional lines and we'll be like, that's not quite right. And we'll all kind of vie for what feels the most to us. 
you know, because we really ultimately want something that feels like something. Uh, and so we'll write and we'll write and we'll write, you know, so we've got to draft one. And, and I love going back and seeing how to make it feel like more. Yeah. You know, like, so it, which line is the weakest link at this point and how do we strengthen that and how do we how do we make it more than what it is you know there's a moment in a song where it just kind of like where you go whoa you know whoa yeah. <laughs> like as you're writing it you're like no I think that's right like it it, it just it feels right like you, and it, it it's hard to explain until you are in the process and you're like fighting over a lyric and you're fighting over a lyric I mean fighting in a loose sense but you know you're like no I don't know if that's right I don't know if that's right and then you find this line and you're like everybody in the room goes oh right <laughs> and I also think that you, you can't see everything you know right. you can't see everything and so when you're working with collaborators that are um that are really good at what they do as well that you trust it, it's a really cool thing because all of a sudden, like they're bringing ideas to the forefront that are really what you would have said too, you know, right, like, right. and, um, and you find this place where everybody's feeling really good about the songs. It takes a lot of trust. It takes a lot of um, giving up your ego. I was just going to ask about ego because mm -hmm. I could imagine, you know, that's my line. That was my favorite line that I wrote. And now the other two or somebody doesn't like it or doesn't want it. I, I, yeah. I, how does that work? Well, you um, need to go in knowing that it's all about the song. Nice. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with you. Um, yeah. It has um, everything to do with how this song will be the best it can possibly be. It sounds corny, I guess, but really it's just about the song. And if you can step outside of yourself and, oh, your favorite line gets cut, is it, it burns a little. <laughs> but, sure. you know, maybe it's a different song and you can take that and run with it in a different direction. But um, I, I've also found that um, over time with different co-writing teams that ultimately the choice that's made by the group ends up being the better choice. That would help a lot having that experience and knowing that that's how it turns out. That's great. Putting your ego aside for the music. I think there's a lot of people that could learn from that and it's not corny at all. I think it's just truth. You know, I've been in co-writing rooms where I didn't feel like everybody was kind of equally in the room and you know, they don't, you maybe don't go back. It's a lot like dating, I suppose. Like you, sure. know, you find the, the, the people that really make the most sense uh, to you and that you feel that you create great things with and, and you, and you feed that you, you, you build that. So I think it's really been a very cool learning process for me. I'm only, you know, like I said, I'm only three years into co-writing, but I, I adore it. That's just great, Sarah. Really, really wonderful that you're doing that and that you found your niche within a niche. Mm -hmm. uh, that's great. Um, I would like to move on to the quote. It's a John Lennon quote. And the reason I picked this is because you're a finalist in a John Lennon con songwriting contest, correct? Correct. Yeah, in the Tell folk category. <laughs> in what? In the folk category. Uh, they get, you know, thousands of entries each year and there are 12 categories. There's a, like a, a winner and three finalists. That's what it would be and in the folk category. And I was one of three finalists, which feels great. Um, yeah. and this is the first song I ever released ends up being the, you know, a finalist in this big song contest. Um, wow. It, the connections that that helps build is really cool, you know, cause I can reach out to the others that are in this group and, and it shows that I'm trying hard. It shows that I'm working at this. It shows that this is a direction I am going. It's validating. It's yeah. validating. And I just think that it's been a really uh, cool thing to be able to like 
just put it out there and have somebody love it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no critics, no, like, no cutting it down. I'm like, hey, it, it's it's legitimately there. That's great. It feels good. I can't lie. But it also, it's just one step along the way. One yeah. step, many steps. Well, I think anything that makes you feel good, it feeds. It feeds you. And so you you, you have something more to move on with, yeah. even, if it's, yeah. even if it's just a little bit. So here's the quote by John Lennon. I write songs because that's the thing I choose to do. And I can't help writing them. That's a fact. Sometimes I felt as though you worked to justify your existence, but you don't. You work to exist and vice versa. And that's it, really. So your first thought when you read this. My first thought is, yeah, like writing is existing for me. Like it just, it is connected and as far as the top of the quote, the thing I choose to do, I don't even know if that's, that fits me. It's more the thing that <laughs> I can't run away from. <laughs> like it, it chooses chose you. me. It, it chooses chose you. me. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't think I woke up one day and said, I'm going to be a songwriter. I had words bubbling out that needed music and they cool. became songs. And so um, I have joked with friends and family that it's a good thing that at least some of these songs aren't terrible because I would still do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I would still subject everybody to it. And even if I couldn't sing, I would still be singing because it's just part of following my path. I think it's the thing I'm supposed to do, I guess, is my yeah. point. Oh, nice. And, and if that's the truth, then, you know, then I'm I'm where I'm supposed to be. Well, and that takes us to the later part of the quote of uh, you work to exist. You it kind of it's kind of like you are a songwriter to exist. You write songs to exist. That's your existence apart. Not, of course, your whole existence, but it's part yeah. of just who you are. Yeah, I do other things. I, I am responsible and handle my life, but, <laughs> but I, it's the one thing I can't put down. I am a photographer and I have been for a long time now. Um, and I had some photographer friends who never put their camera down and I, and I always could, I always can. Yeah. Um, I love photography, but I, it's also something I can put down. Songwriting, I don't put down. It's always kind of in my head. I might hear a line somewhere and think, wow, that's a great song. And I'll put it in a little note for later. And and I'll be walking around. I'll be making coffee in the morning. And the rhythm of my espresso maker has it all of a sudden puts, a, puts, a, puts something in my head. And I'm, all of a sudden, I'm kind of like singing a song, you know? That's and, great. And I'm like, okay, is that mine or is that somebody else's? Like, I've got to like make sure that, that I'm not like pulling in something that's someone else's. But, you know, it's just part of who I am. And I love that part. So, yeah, I agree with that. It's just, it's, it's how I exist. And we'll leave that there. Thank you very much. It's time to introduce the next song called Ghosts of Yesterday. And folks, this is the one that's debuting right here on Musician Talk on April 9th, 2023. <laughs> Tell us about this one. Okay, well, this song, um, like most songs for me, um, they're not about just one thing or another. This song um, had its genesis after um, my aunt um, lost a uh, father-in-law to depression. And... Mm. Uh, it can happen at any age. And um, yes. I just was walking around thinking, man, how do we connect back with that person? We still love them and we can't tell them anymore because they're gone. Um, and then, and I also have a cousin who um, we lost young. She had neurofibromatosis and her name's Jessie. And she was my mm. first, my first best friend. And, mm. and I adore her. And sometimes I just like to, you know, hang out with the thoughts of her and in the ghosts of her and just like remember and live in that space. Mm. And so this one is called Ghosts of Yesterday. And it's, it's just, um, it's kind of about being with those people that we can't 
physically be with anymore and spending a little bit of time not really being sad, just being grateful that they got to exist at all, that we got to be with them and that they they changed us and made us more. And, mm. um, and I think that um, because she didn't get to be as old as I would have hoped there, I, I feel like I carry her with me a little bit and I, 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 all these adventures I get to go on, I want to be as good as I possibly can because I want, I kind of want to have her on my shoulder. Like she didn't wow. get to do all this stuff. So um, wow. yeah, it's, I guess there's, I don't know if that's clear in the song, but it's kind of where the feeling of the song came about for me. Um, and, and again, like it's hard to move forward while you're looking backwards, um, you know, moving forward what while looking back never got me anywhere so many of us do that that's where for some reason it's more comfortable maybe it's because moving forward you have to do some work and once you get to a certain point then that becomes easier but before you do the work it's easier not to yeah yeah. and easier in quotes I mean really it's not but for some reason you you your brain thinks it is you think it is but yeah it's much better to kind of make your peace with that and then be able to hang out with those people that you loved a little in your heart you know yeah. and I just think like that's the if you get through the hard work then what's left is the memory and the memories aren't bad like yeah the, the end might have been bad but the memories aren't bad the memories right. are good and and we can still honor that those were really wonderful and if there are bad memories you know if there was if it was a person in your life that you had strife with that's okay too. I mean, we learn from all of it, uh, you know, and it all can make us better people. Yeah. But holding on to it doesn't make us better. You know, right. being, being able to make our peace with whatever we're, we have makes us better. Um, yeah. It makes us able to have the life we want and it's yeah. not shadowed by all the sorrow or regret or anger. Like you have to let that go. You have to, because if you oh. don't, you're just lost in it. And it's part of forgiveness. And I believe in this with my whole heart and soul. Forgiving others makes your life better. Yeah. Forgiving others is really forgiving yourself and, and yes. allowing it to be full circle and allowing yes. allowing you to move on because holding on to that only hurts yourself. Exactly. So um, before we listen to this song, who is playing on this song? Yeah, this again is my producer, Simon Reed. He did all the arrangement. He played the harmonica. <laughs> he actually bought a harmonica in the key that this song was in because he didn't have, he had a bunch of harmonicas, but he didn't have the right key. So he went out and found a harmonica in the right key and, and did it. And this happens to be a solo, right? I don't do a ton of solo rights, but this one existed for quite a while. And um, the bridge was, I rewrote the bridge like four times. I, and I finally <laughs> found one that I liked and I felt like it was ready. And, and it, again, it felt like mine. It felt like one that fits this EP, this project of um, songs for people whose hearts are aching, you know, meeting people where they are and trying to, you know, make them feel seen and understood and yeah. maybe maybe a little bit better just for a little while. And, and I hope it's both aching and healing at the same time. That's kind of my, my vision. So. All right. So let's take a listen to Ghosts of Yesterday, written and sung by my guest today, Sarah Peterson. Driving past the stones at the side of the road Looking at the broken inside my soul Moving forward while looking back never got me anywhere 
But a cold December wind will take me there. Seeking solace, seeking grace. With the ghosts of yesterday I hear your name soft on a whispering wind Wandering with a memory of what might have been I can't go back, can't get home It's a losing fight, I know The twisted lines of remembering and letting go Talk, and I'm your host, Pauline Jennings. My guest today is Sarah Peterson. You just heard her original song called Ghosts of Yesterday. And again, love, I mean, it's the same guy, so it makes sense. Just love the mix. Everything has its place. Your voice is right out front without being overwhelming. And um, I just really love love the song, love the whole construction of it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I love the way he helped arrange it. And um, he he helped, uh, Simon Reed, he helped bring this song to life in a way that I only hoped for. So. Wow. And that's what every producer should do. We all hope for producers like that. That's really a gift. Wow. Yeah. Um, I just have to say that line I like best or that hit me the strongest. And 
because of things I'm going through and, and how things get so twisted. And, that, and it's like, what is twisted? What is it? And you have it right here, twisted lines of remembering and letting go. It's remembering not only the person, and this is, for me, it's, it's around conflict, um, but it's also um, the, of remembering past stories that you have on the people and holding on to those stories that you have that are really false usually. And they're so twisted and to untangle them is really a hard thing to do, but so worth it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, life is never one thing or another. It's all things all at the time, which is why it's complicated. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, And so being able to unwind those things and to be able to put them where they need to be so that that you get to be who you want to be is, is a good thing to, so that there's healing in it and understand that we're all just going through things. And we could talk about this forever because there's so much there and it is so complicated, but we're going to, instead, we're going to move on to best gig, <laughs> worst gig. I don't know how much you've played out. Yeah. You know, I've played out a, a bit before the pandemic and I've started to play out again, post pandemic. Um, you know, the best gig, worst gig, uh, you know, they're, there was a time I was playing in a bar and it was, they were announcing some things and they did that part of the night. Um, so they, you know, flipped their main speaker. And then when, when it went back to the full thing, they didn't turn my music back. My, like I could hear my, my monitor speaker. So I thought everything was fine, but like 15, 20 minutes later, somebody's like, yeah, you're not on. <laughs> so oh, no. like, the owner oh, had no. shut, shut me off and I'd been singing my heart out for, you know, so like that wasn't great. No, I don't think it great. was on purpose, but at the same time, I'm like, come on, you know, like, <laughs> and I'm in this loud bar at night trying to entertain. So I'm singing right. louder than, I, you know, anyway. So anyway, no, but no, no, that's not fair. <laughs> not fair. It wasn't great, but, uh, but it's okay. You know, one small story in a long line of good stories. But right. The, um, the thing I do love the most, um, because at my heart, I'm a songwriter is I love songwriter rounds like this one coming up on April 20th at the grand, like, I love that kind of thing to be able to sing a song and share about why that song or what that song meant to you and to see if that connects with anybody and to, to have people listening, like, yes, you know, I, I think that's really cool. I want the stories to be known. I, I, and I want, I want the songs to mean as much as they can to people. You know, people have their own stories that they connect with songs for sure. I just, I love this. And I love listening to other songwriters tell the stories of their songs. Well, and that's exactly what songwriter songwriters in the round is all about down at the grand April 20th. Um, they're doing it about every month. So if you can't make April 20th, watch the website or go to Mark Ross's Facebook page Anyway, it's April 20th at seven o'clock and everybody there is there to listen. And there's a group of songwriters, singer songwriters that perform their music, uh, but tell the story and tell the story behind it, which of course I love. You could tell because that's what I do on my show. I love finding out about the stories behind songs. Um, I, I think it just makes music all that, all that much more powerful. So uh, definitely, definitely people, if you can go down to the grand on April 20th at seven o'clock to hear not only my guest today, Sarah Peterson, but a bunch of other very talented singer-songwriters. Do you have any other gigs that you want to talk about? And then Um, also let's talk about where people can find your music. Yeah, at this point, um, all my uh, future gigs will be on my website. I'm I'm in the process of of fine-tuning that. So uh, sarahpetersonmusic.com, any events that I've got coming up will be on there. Um, And then they can find my... I was just going to say that's Sarah with an H. 
It's Sarah with an H. Sarah with an H. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Sarah with an H. Peterson, <laughs> S-O-N. Um, <laughs> it's complicated that's the other one, out yeah. here, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but if uh, I'm on Instagram at Sarah Peterson Music, I'm also on Facebook, uh, Sarah Peterson Music MN, because the other one was taken. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm on Spotify or anywhere you get any of your streaming services as Sarah Peterson. You know, if you look me up and give me a follow, that would be wonderful. It helps all the things. Absolutely. Um, but mainly, I just hope you enjoy the music and, um, yeah, and feel free to reach out. Awesome. Well, um, what is the name of the album that you're working on that you're working or is it not out yet? No, I mean, it's not out yet, but the, the name I mean, of the, the name, album, if, if you had decided on the name yet, sorry. Yeah, actually, I've, uh, the name flip-flopped, but I am, I'm going to call it Ghosts of Yesterday. Nice. So, so we, folks, we heard the title track from her upcoming LP. Thank you so much for joining me today and um, spending some time with us and telling us some great stories and uh, allowing us to have some insight into your beautiful music. Really appreciate it. Well, I really appreciate the time and for being here. Uh, It means a lot to um, have others know that this music exists. Absolutely. And I will see you on April 20th down at the Grand. Fantastic. We'll see you there. Yep. Bye-bye. Many, many thanks to Sarah for sharing her beautiful heart and poignant music with us today. Thanks always to Wendy Nordquist and to you, dear listener, for listening to Musician Talk on the One, KYMN. Have an awesome day and finally enjoy the warmth.